Turn on the tape back again, almost in time for the new year. Uh, my name's Chip, and right now I'm here with two of my good brothers right here, Malik Patterson. What's going on, man? And uh, we got Chris Wilson in the building. What's up? What's up? Um, just here to talk about our journeys as new coaches. Um, this year we all took a took a journey, uh, three different schools, three different opportunities. So uh, just want to come in and kind of share our experience and just. Uh, kind of sh- show how we can move forward and uh, best be prepared for our next seasons uh, and so how we can move to the next level. So, uh, fellas, what's been going on? Tough season. Long season. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. everybody out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all had ups and downs this season. Boy, it was for our first year. I know with him at Glen Allen, you had a million, of course, at Verona. I know it was it was some tough season for all aspects, all point of view. So I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, yeah man, definitely. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with the I guess the toughest part then. So what was the quote unquote toughest part of your seasons? The uh, matter who's stuck. Like um, like personally or like team wise. I'll say, let's go with the team side of it first, and then your personal side of it next. Uh, personally. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all can attest to I can attest to this too. Just like the the generation, these the generation of these kids is so different from what we played. Mm-hmm. So like being at Glen Island, you know, our biggest thing was just getting the guys to be focused and dialed in and locked in. You know, for every practice, for every game, and that was tough, man. Just trying to, it's hard to find guys that. That's passionate. That's truly passionate about the game of football. When you got a bunch of coaches that played at the next level, you know, all this be passionate about it. But trying to get the players to match that same energy was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just the biggest thing, really. It was that was it, really. Just you know, getting the guys to dial in sometimes. What you, man? I mean, for us, it was it was the the biggest factor for us getting our kids mentally ready was you know down the street. Mm-hmm. They got four in a row, won forty games in a row. It's like for them in their minds, they was set. They was already coming to second place. Mm-hmm. That was that was so. We want to get out their minds like yo, y'all grew up playing with each other. Y'all know it. Y'all know each other. They put on the same pads. Y'all put on the same way. Y'all put on the same cliques. Y'all play right with these people. So getting in their head and as the season going on, so with the deep run scrimmage, getting a getting a a good shot in the mouth first half. Against deep run, Manchester started off with a L. Mm-hmm. 
Hermes game picked us back up. Lake Taylor game boosts us to get ready for the first home springs and for the second one in Manchester and then down the road. So, I mean, getting into their heads, like, after we got to Lake Taylor, they realized, like, okay, we all right. Mm-hmm. We all right. We just keep listening, keep fo- staying focused, and keep working every day, and we'll get there. And I mean, kind of showed as week went on, so. Okay. Um, it's crazy because I, I've had the same thing. Right. Um, and it's kind of towards the, the, the focus part. Like, it was a lot of, like, we started the season out 3-0. and yeah. Then we lost three straight. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was, we caught a huge, quick wave early. And then we kind of hit a bunch of bumps. And we kind of never really got back to consistency. And I think one of the biggest things for that is I don't think we can hit enough anymore. Yeah. Like the physicality, I never liked our physicality yeah. from week one to ten. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. It. I thought for the especially with the district that we play, we we see a lot of single wing, double wing. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to bring it up front. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that that was that was probably the toughest thing for me, and I'm not used to that coming from especially yeah. where we don't play. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the trenches. Is you, yeah. if you don't play well up there, you're not you're not gonna have a chance. Um. But uh, what about personally? I know, you know, it's like you said, it's a long season. We were, you know, all got to the postseason. I think y'all, did y'all make it to the postseason this nah, year? Nah. Okay. Um, but still, even even still, it's a long grind because, like you said, the ups and downs of the season. So what about personally? How did it affect you uh, this year? Um, it was it was hard at first because, you know, first coaching job, so you, you already come into it with a, with a mindset of everything you want to do and how things going to go. And then you get out there and you like, it ain't going how you think it is. And, you know, it was just, I had to, I had to, I had to take a step back for a second. I had to realize, like, this is your first coaching job. You know what I'm saying? Our head coach, Perry, you know, who did a great job his first year. I had to go, it's his first head coaching job too. So a lot of things that we may have did, I may have felt like, damn, we should have did that different. I had to, at the end of the day, I had to be like, well, hold on, let me take a step back and let me let me try to see what he's seeing it from. And then when I started, the more and more I started to do that, like it got easier and I was like, okay, I get what, I get what he's doing. I get it, I understand. Mm-hmm. And then like, you just, at that point, you just start falling in line. You know what I'm saying? You see what, what he want to do with the guys, what his plan is, what his goals is for the team. And when you start to see it, like, you align yourself with it, too. You was like, oh, yeah, let's, like, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. So just, you know, getting out there, changing my mindset quick, like, falling in line. So, you know, that's all. That was the biggest challenge at first. But worked out for the best. Glad to be there. And I can't wait for next year. Thanks. Definitely. What about you, Um, Personally, I don't know. It's just probably just cohesion with all the coaches. We had a, we had a big staff. Mm-hmm. We had twenty, twenty one, twenty, twenty two coaches. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so just cohesion with everybody. And that's the first the first week was rough, like camp wise, especially August. August was a lot of headbutting a little bit. But as time went on, we started having more coaching meetings and just started talking about what we got to put together and all that stuff. And it was. Ran smoothly as week one, especially the middle season. We started hitting our stride. Oh, we was fine. So personally, that was for me, because it is especially with football. Because I love football so much. So if I, if it ain't right, I'm gonna say something. Yeah. I so that you. that's my only <laughs> thing. So, but we 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 get off bumpy road, but we picked it up like man, and 
it showed it then. Yeah. So. Man, well, I know it's a major difference for me. We only had six coaches. <laughs> so. <laughs> So it, it was it was tough, man, and we had a lot of shuffling like during the season as far as our coaching staff, um, just for different reasons. And like by the time the end of the season, uh, our playoff game, I'm the defensive coordinator. <laughs> like I go from O line D line straight to that, um, and that was kind of scary. That was the kind of the hardest part of the season for me because I think I did that the last maybe three games. Yeah. And it was new because instead of talking to linemen, yeah. now I'm talking to corners about backpedaling yeah. <laughs> and jamming. So it, it was different. Um, personally, though, I think my biggest thing was just managing my time. Yeah. Um, I had to make sure I was prepared myself before I went out there to go talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, about being prepared. Because that was, like you were saying earlier, Preparation. They, they, they. I love my uh my guys, but they not the most like they don't watch film a lot. <laughs> you know, they don't really watch just football in general. Like, you know what I mean. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, way was, different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, I think it, I think it's great though that we break kind of breaking the mold, quote unquote. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just getting into coaching just at a young age, because. I think a, a big thing for me was seeing how they respond to us, like, a little uh, bit better. Actually, it's, it's crazy. So we had, uh, <clears throat> before I get out there, um, we had a uh, coach talking about our, our best players, kid, um, Solomon Dozier, D-line, going to Howard. So, yeah, you know, he's a real good player, real good player. But, you know, sometimes it could be a head case. So, you know, I get out that zone. You know, the first thing he he picking my brain about everything. Like, yeah, like, like how that how that look? Like, send me his films. Like, does this look good? Like, like what I need to work on? All this stuff. And you know, it was a couple times. You know, he got a little out of character out there, and I pulled him aside. I'm like, dog, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, come on, like, pick it up and just, just even all the other guys, how they respond to guys who just finished playing. It's like it's they, you know, what I'm saying they. Everything they like a sponge. They soak up everything you say, and like it, it means something to them. So, yeah, that aspect is just is dope. Like, yeah. real dope. What was the question? No, just uh, talking about how, like, when just us being young coaches, how the kids respond to us a little bit better. Oh yeah, I mean, for me, mine's hit a little hit a little different because you know I always promised Isaiah, my little brother, that I'll come back and coach him at least one season. Glad to make it my sen- his senior season, but. Also, a lot of them kids grew up at East End, at East End Tiger. So, seeing them when they was eight, nine years old, now seeing them at 17, 18 years old in their last ride, that coaching, that that joint hit a little like, okay, we gotta get this one right. Mm-hmm. So, and they and they knew from the start that okay, Malik know what he's talking about. Just, just and uh, with us and a couple other coaches, it was just like just trust the process. Mm-hmm. You know, you say it all the time, trust the process. But for us, that was pretty much what it was. Like, we're gonna tell y'all this is gonna happen. But this is what you gotta do. First, they won't try and do that, but now they say, "Okay, we got to. We'll, we'll hit it we'll hit harder next time." And the, and the funny thing is, the players know. They know if you know. They they know if you know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they can tell if you you know. I said, right, this coach know what you're talking about," or like, "Oh no, nah, this coach he don't know what the fuck you're talking about." And, like, but but for us, and I I always tell people this, like I said, we had 20, 20, 22 coaches. Let's say we have twenty coaches. Out of the twenty coaches on the staff. 15, 16, went to Verona. 
Yeah. Play it at Verona. I got you. And all play it at, at a time where Verona was Verona. So they know, imagine, Verona never won a state championship. But all these people that's on the staff been on them teams that was close to, that won a region, that played in the state semi, that lost in two state championship games up seven, 15 points or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we so we know why we ain't make it there. So we're going to fix everything as a staff to make sure they make it there. Yeah. And we came up one day, seven days short. Hey. So. Now, to, to your point of uh, seeing those kids develop, can y'all both talk about how important it is uh, building a relationship with your uh, middle school um, and necessarily the, like the rec leave uh, feeder programs? Talk about that those relationships. I know. So it was, it was tough at Glen Island because, you know, Glen Island ain't but, you know, seven, eight years old. So, you know, being a Verona guy, like Malik was saying, it's e- like it's easy to preach that tradition and what Verona was built on. Well, now when you get to Glen Island, been over seven, eight years, and those seven, eight years maybe had one or two winning seasons, it ain't no tradition there. So you got the thing of starting, starting the tradition, like having it mean something, and then, you know, start getting, you know, start doing winning, start doing things that lead to winning football, and then try to trickle that down to the middle school and go look at the middle school and stuff. So not, not really having the tradition was hard. So, because it won't really, and then having, you know, seven coaches who none of them went to Glen Island, mm-hmm. all of us from different parts, different schools. So just trying to, you know what I'm saying, mesh all of it together and make it work. So it was, it was, it was, it was tough, you know, trying to develop and stuff. You know this recruiting war over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Come man, on. East End. This, this recruiting war, I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. What they got down the road, four miles away, it's hard. When Fairfield automatically going there, yeah. Elko, you gonna split, and you they gonna not even split. You gonna get they can get a third, three fourths of it. Rolf, I mean, we lose a couple from Rolf going over there, mm-hmm. so it's hard. Then with Lily, you got Glenley. You got Hollow Springs Rack. You got Chamberlain, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's hard. But, I mean, we, we knew, we said coming into the season, when you, we win that game at week 10 or eventually week 12 when it mattered, mm-hmm. the landscape going to change a little bit. Now, with, with it being um, Christmas time, heading into the new year, uh, it's recruiting season. How are the kids kind of, I, I guess, what well, the seniors? kind of looking forward to or how they how y'all helping them navigate like recruiting because you know that's a big thing like i i think this group is a little bit different than us like we cared about offers but we kind of in my opinion i think i thought we care about cared about the season a little bit more than offers you know what i mean like we wanted to win win, yeah yeah more than we got an offer i think a little bit a lot of that comes social media too well yeah Yeah. definitely (laughs) but i mean i know for our kids it it's been flowing a little bit, good mm-hmm. flowing. Everybody getting getting fed a little bit. So, I mean, that's our biggest thing, putting these kids in school and getting a degree at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Football, everybody can go to the NFL. But you're going to need a degree to walk across the stage and get a good job and start your life. So that that's a good statistic. Instead of a kid that don't make it because he went there for a year and a half, that don't make it. Now, Hollis Friends has been doing that very well. Mm-hmm. I, I've always said I respect their coaches over there. They, they put time into them kids, mm-hmm. and you can tell. So that's why they're sending 15, 20 every year. So. 
we just uh, <clears throat> I know I've been trying to. <clears throat> I know uh, since Perry been there, he did a he didn't did a good job. Um, you know, with the the seniors, you know, getting them looked at and uh, you know getting their film out there, talking to coaches. Um, I've been trying to a, a few of our guys, upcoming seniors, just juniors, you know. Using my connections, reaching out to coaches, trying to send out, send out film, you know, to get these guys looked at. But you know, recruiting, as you know, is political. Mm -hmm. You know, is you know all these schools and coaches they want you know the six three six four, four three four four guys. You know, but you just hope that you know some of these schools they take a chance on a couple of your kids, and you know, hope that it, you know it all works out. You know, like what Malik said at the end of the day. Everybody can't go to the NFL, so you know, getting that degree is pivotal. So, yeah. Um, to your point about uh, Highland Springs, one of the th things Coach Johnson taught me back in high school was it doesn't really matter where you go, it's about what you do when you get there and the impression that you leave on the people that, uh, that you're around while you're there because it makes more of those coaches want to come back to your school. Like, that's what I'm trying to tell a lot of our guys now because. We don't have we have maybe one guy that can play maybe division one ball. Outside of him it's a bunch of D three, D two NAIA schools. So mm -hmm. we try to tell them, Hey, if you're a football player, go play football and, you know, go get your degree. But at the same time, do great there because that little hole in the wall school, quote unquote, they come back and get your little brother, your little cousin. Because yeah. that's yeah. the type of area that they live in. Yeah. You know, um it's just a bunch of like few families, everybody related. Yeah. So um, I try to tell them just, you know, just understand that it's a place for you, <clears throat> but it may not be the, the big school you see yeah. every primetime game, mm -hmm. but it's somewhere you can go. Yeah. And, that'd be, and that'd be a hard thing, too, because, you know, every kid think they're D1. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, <clears throat> I mean, even, you know what I'm saying, even I can, you know what I'm saying, contest to it, you know, when you when you playing, and you, and you and you are good, you know, you think you're good, and everybody's telling you good. You know, the last thing you want to hear is somebody telling you, yeah, it's this, you know, D2 school who's looking at you, or, you know, it's this one AA school looking at you. Like, you don't want to hear that. So, you know, these kids, they, they it's everything. I'm, I'm D1, I'm going D1, but it's like, in reality, it's almost the same as the NFL. Like, <laughs> everybody can't go D1. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's a true thing, and, you know, Shit. And if for the guys who do make it to the NFL, there's a lot of them that went D2. Like, right. they, don't, they don't understand that. Like, if you good, you good. People going to find you. Just And, you know, it's like what you said. It ain't about where you go, but it's about, you know, what you do when you get there. So, yeah. Well, um, what, what do y'all think was probably, like, the happiest moment of the season? Like, the real high moment that you, all, that you felt like your team was really, like, solidified and, like, just the energy was real, like, together? Season wise, like to to, to mm -hmm. know that the season, okay, we good. Yeah, yeah, I say that. Yeah, Lake Taylor. Lake Taylor, okay. Yeah, Lake Taylor, because that was that was supposed to be the game to where Lake we had we had three games circled in the season: mm -hmm. Manchester, Lake Taylor, Home Springs. First game, middle game, end game. So we 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 knew Lake Taylor was gonna give us some bump. Mm -hmm. At least we thought. I can tell the story. Yeah, we <laughs> we, we 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 thought Lake Taylor was like so. Then, but when we see him on film, oh, we like nah, <laughs> nah, this nah can't be it. They fooled you. 
Yeah. <laughs> they 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 ran a cover zero. Mm-hmm. They had the the, the little wing T offense to where we know we stay to our keys, take to our for uh, what we're gonna do uh, formation and stuff like that. We're holding down. Yeah. I don't care if the running back at a Clemson offer, nothing like that. We just gonna play football. They came down there, drove all the way up there. We get our offense first. We on the headset. They come on the cover zero. We like, oh damn, they they come. They really gonna run this. Mm-hmm. Brown tried to run the jump like the first three, four, five plays. I think Brown first play called trips bunch trips left motion Isaiah and to the to number two receiver, run a slant in the middle, score it out the blue. <laughs> Throw the ball. They can't. Mm-hmm. This cover zero not gonna work. So we look up. It's probably like eight twenty left. It's twenty one zip already. Yeah, first quarter. First quarter. Then, like, the funny thing is, I have been giving Malik crap like all season long. You know, just talking, just talking shit, and you know, we playing, uh, we playing Herm. Mm-hmm. So it's funny we playing Herm, and I'm, I'm in the booth on the headset. You know, I had to announce it though. Late in the second quarter, uh, Verona, uh, fifty-four, Lake Taylor seven. And then we had uh, one of our parents, one of our players' parents, he had the job recording. He recorded the job. All you hear him go, sheesh. <laughs> I said, I said, yeah. I said, yeah. yeah. I said, I said. We ain't playing with said, people said, no more, man. Yeah. I can't lie. It was a couple weeks, you know, you always check after the, um, after your game, you check the ticker. Yeah. I saw a couple games. I was like, man, these dudes just scored 60 yeah, I points. I was like, yeah. dang. No, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all definitely had a good I time last season. I know. I guess I would say uh, for us, it was it was her. It was her. Um, we was, you know, we finished 5-5, five and five, but that was a point in time. We had uh, we had won a, won a game before that. Came out there, you know, and Herm and Glen Allen, number a hop, skip, and a jump up the street from each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we beat them, man. We beat them, and um, I was like, because we watched film, and uh, we was like, they got some athletes out, they got some good guys, and uh, we beat them. We was like, okay, this we can, we we might put some strength, something together, get in one of them bottom seeds, you know, trying to make some noise. And then it was big for me personally because I never beat her. Mm-hmm. Like on a varsity level in football. So, yeah, so <laughs> I was, you know, I was out there. I was talking my shit. So, you know, it was, it was all good. Yeah. Um, I think for us it was probably uh, we played Bluestone uh, out out in the middle of the West of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, fun fact the head co- basketball coach at Bluestone is none other than George Lancaster. Um, I found that out the other night, too. He's what? Uh, basketball coach. He's what now? At Bluestone. George Lancaster? George Lancaster. I went really? to, oh, yeah, a bunch of the guys, they play on the basketball team. Um, and I went the other night, they played against Bluestone, and I looked to my left, and it's Coach Land. Damn. <laughs> so that was crazy, but... uh. Football season, we definitely uh, that was our, our our turning point game, Bluestone. That was our, probably our most complete, clean game. Mm-hmm. Um, just it was it was a lot of fun for the kids because they kept seeing that they could make plays if they just kind of you know uh, buy in, lock in, and do the things that we asked them to do. 
um, you know, throughout the week all the way to Friday. And then on that Friday night it showed uh I think we scored pretty much every time we got the ball. So that was that was good. And our defense um really showed up that night too. They uh gave up one touchdown in the first quarter and then they uh gave up a garbage time touchdown at the end. So uh it was good, man. But I don't know. I, I, I felt really good about this season. I'm 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 looking forward to the future. What oh, about yeah. y'all? Yeah, I know y'all are probably got some young young studs on your JV yeah, team that yeah. you you can't wait to bring up. What you expecting for the new year? JV went nine and zero. Okay. JV, we can't wait. Shout out to y'all, man. We can't wait. Shout out to them. Went out in JV staff and those players did a hell of a job. Um, <clears throat> can't wait to coach some of them guys and the guys we have returned. So. I'm excited, man. You know, every time I drive, I'm driving somewhere, got the music off, all I'm thinking about is, you know what I'm saying, who we going to, you know, how we going to move guys around, what we going to do next year, who we playing. I, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. What about you, man? Um, We had a good bunch coming back. Most importantly, the quarterback coming back. Mm-hmm. A couple receivers. The linebacker core who had to step up and play the whole playoffs, they come back. Only thing we we lose is, is up front. Mm-hmm. Other skill guys, everybody played last year, so I mean, pretty much we're fine. Then we got some on JV that's sneaky. We got a couple couple good couple good players that's gonna fill in some spots. So I mean, we just gotta come back to coach and we start wavering in two weeks when we get back to school. So I mean, we're fine. When you end seven days short, you kind of know, okay, that's what we did right here. We need one more week. Mm-hmm. So all this this work we got to put in is for a reason, and y'all seen why when we put in that work, look what happened. So I mean, I, we're gonna be fine. So and of course, the coach changed. Yeah, yeah. Talk talk that's, about that, man. That's, that's a, <laughs> talk about that's it. a that's a that one hit hard. But you know, oh, for the people that uh, might not know, go ahead. And yeah, talk. I mean, Coach Brown, Stu Brown uh, resigned the other day, um, Thursday. From the head coaching position, so you know, we're gonna we're gonna see what's gonna go in the future. But I mean, pretty much, try to keep someone from running in there mm-hmm. and get the job done. So we're good. Keep it all in house. Why not? Yeah, it's Rana football. It's not no other school that a football program that was built ten, fifteen years ago. Nah, Rana is probably the most storied program in in eight oh four. So. It's only right you get someone who played in, in Everon and had success at Everon and went on after Everon had success. So we'll see. One name that we should look out for if, if it's if it's if it's one kid on your team. I know you don't want a single single a guy out per se, but if it's a name on your team that that you, we should be like, we should look out for him. Who is it? Carlo Thompson. What year? He's a he's a sophomore right now. He'll be a rising junior. Okay. He actually played. He was playing varsity. He had an ACL injury, but he played Manchester the first team at safety. He was coming down, making tackles as a tenth grader. Mm-hmm. And he's going to play slot for us as well next year. So he's coming off an ACL injury, but he he's going to be back. Okay. He's special. Dominic Dudgeon. Uh, number 11 for us. Slot, kick return, punt return, throw him out there on defense. Uh, kid is electric. Um, <clears throat> one of those, <clears throat> you know, one of those kids, uh, you know, you turn your head and, you know, you got a 
receiving a touchdown, a kick return for a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, a couple tackles, a, like a pass deflection. He's uh, a baller, straight mm-hmm. baller. Um, uh, yeah, he's going to make a lot of noise. He's going to make a lot of noise next year. A lot of noise. What year are you taking? Uh, he'll be a senior. He'll be oh. a senior. Yeah, real good. Tough. Um, Quante Jackson for us, uh, receiver. He, he made uh, all region this year as a sophomore. Um, six foot, 180. Um, not the fastest guy at all, but he can run a route. Yeah. Um, he can probably run all of them. Um, that's one of the things that I was really surprised about. I was like, yo, this is a 10th grade. Where did he, who, like, who taught him like how to run a lot of these routes? Um, and just how he come off the line. It's not – I haven't seen – and we played – a couple teams that with good corners like Goochland, TJ, we played a bunch of those teams and they had a hard time covering them. So um, I'm excited about him. Uh, every coach that's came to look at our senior class has asked about him. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely interested to see how he's going to develop over the summer. Um, what else you looking forward to next year, man? New year, might have some new responsibilities. What's, what, what you looking to – What's one thing you want to add to the program, whether it be on the field, uh, to the academics? What's, what's something you you know you want to add as a coach next year for your program? I mean, I think for us it's just accountability, starting starting in January, mm-hmm. not just far as June or July or whatever. Starting in January, okay, we in now me by me working in the school system now. I'm checking your grades. I, I know three of my DNs right now got three ounces apiece. Stuff like that. Tell them in January. Not waiting until June and July where you got to get eligible and stuff. No. Stay on them down in January, the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter. And make sure they know, okay, we still got to hold up our end. Not just when we playing on these eight, these five, eight weeks or whatever. So that that's my biggest thing is just staying accountability for them, for them kids on and off the field, whether it's football season or not. Uh... Similar accountability. Um, I I know one of our, our biggest uh, problems last season was leadership. So just trying to establish, find a leader out this bunch. Um, Cause you know, coaches, we can tell, we can tell players, and y'all know, we can tell players to do something. We blew in the face, but it hit a little differently when that, you know, you got them one or two scenes who like, ah, right, y'all like, let's let's pick this shit up, let's do this shit. Like, mm-hmm. it hits differently. So just just trying to find that, um, and just trying to, it's just trying to like get these guys to to embrace embrace this time because. You know, ain't not like high school football. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if I could play any game again, you know, I'd kill to play. You know, that one more Holland Springs, one more Bird <laughs> in the playoffs. You know, one more Hearn, that week three Hearn, I'd kill to play in those games. So just trying to get the guys to embrace, to embrace this this opportunity that they have, this moment, and you know, this time that they got with their teammates, you know, and the, the people that they line up with every day. So you know, mm-hmm. just trying to get guys, to, you know, embrace the game and. Just find them leaders. I agree, man. The thing, the thing I I, I want to get us to to do, man, is just become better students. Yeah. Students of of the classroom, like like our grades, um, and our core subjects, but also students of football. Yeah. Like I said earlier, a bunch of these kids don't watch football, and I can't <laughs> yeah. tell you how many times. So, 
<laughs> how much? How much do y'all watch film? Far as as a team, as a team, probably once a week as a team. For real? Yeah, because it's it's just hard, man. Yeah. With with the schedules and how. So how, how do how do y'all schedule go? So Mondays is film normally and workout. Um, maybe a little on field stuff, but for the most part, it's just film. Uh, okay. Tuesday practice, of course. Practice, practice Wednesday. Wednesday walk Walk through Thursday. Little film maybe. Thursday. Mm, No Thursday. Film is automatically Thursday. Mm, For for y'all, okay. Pre-game mail. Film is Thursday, Saturday, and probably Monday. Do y'all meet on Saturday? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. See, we meet on Saturday, and that's when we watch film by, you know. The numbers, the numbers ain't always good on Saturday. We're getting the guys, in, so you know it's it's hard because you know me, I'm I'm not too far removed from you know. Like this is a year ago, I was playing football, so I'm used to you know we watch film. We might watch film two three times a day. Exactly. And now Facts. you get to you know at the high school level, you know every moment I can get when I'm not at work, I'm watching film, and you know you try you hoping that the guys you know I'm watching film, but. That's not always guaranteed. I try to do it around them a lot just so they can kind of pick up the habit. Like yeah. when they when like they come in my class, I if I'm on something else, I will flip back the huddle yeah. real quick, and I'll be like, "Look, watch this." <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's the same thing. Like, and and we was we was watching so much film and telling them, showing them what's wrong, what's right, sending them notes on our film and stuff. So it was easy. For us to where like okay they're coming to my class say yo you see this blah 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 so we like when I seen that I was like okay they really they learning mm-hmm. they understanding and 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 seeing what the mistakes they make yeah. they understanding okay this DB gonna do this every time so that that was it became the easy part so now they see it on film now they gonna see it on the field we make them adjustments in the game to where it's easy mm-hmm. so uh, biggest in game adjustments. That you you felt like you had to do sometimes that you was like you know what we doing this and we sticking to it. Did you ever have one of those moments? Manchester second Manchester game. I had I had I had to take Lorenz out and piss Zoe right there at the end. Mm-hmm. Zo Zo, I I personally I think Zoe's the best D lineman in, in the area. Who was this again? What's his name? Fifty four Alonzo Ford. Okay. Uh, he. Yeah, he was going to ODU, decommitted now, so he's looking at ECU, GMU, stuff like that. But he's a problem, okay, like a whole problem. So I had to take one of my DNs out because first of all he got hurt, so then I had to bump him over to the to the play the fire tech and second down, third down, fourth down he made a play every time mm-hmm. for that next three plays. So and he was balling throughout. That game to where at, at one point I didn't I didn't mind keeping right there and bumping somebody back inside and let's go play, and it showed and they couldn't run the ball and we put them right there. So, Hollow <laughs> Spring game as well. We did the same thing. Hollow Springs game. He 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 was a different factor when I could bump him and play him outside. Now, do you feel like you wish you could have had him outside the whole season? So we had him outside. Oh, okay. It was originally him and Lorenz. Mm-hmm. 22 and 54 was originally the day. We played deep run, and it just wasn't working. Okay. It, 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 some went right. The middle was wide open. Uh, so you had to put him right in that three-tap. Okay. 
I had to put him in that in that in that three tech right there. So when we did that, we was kind of and then now you ask a kid, twenty three, J um, J T the priest, who was probably the unsung hero out of the whole defense. He was a kid I had in my DN group who I knew from once again East End Tigers. I knew him growing up mm-hmm. with his older brother. I knew he was gonna be a kid, won't the athletic kid, won't the biggest, but he was gonna be strong and he was gonna you ask him to do something, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. If he don't know, he's going to ask you a question. There's been plenty of times when we go into a game, he's asked me, yo, blah, 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 blah. I say, no, you do here, boom, boom. Yes, sir. No, sir. Dad was in the Army and all that stuff. So he was he was good with that stuff. So I knew I was fine. And now he finished the season second or third leading tackler, led the team in TFLs. Wow, okay. So – that was that was it. and and Brown was against him leading the season, start the season off. Wow. He he didn't want me to start him. And he's seen. He's a senior. Okay. Yeah, he's a senior. So. Gotcha. What about you, man? Uh, we was playing um, Patrick Henry, and know they had the quarterback number two. Mm-hmm. You know, whole first half, he looked like Johnny Manziel out there. <laughs> <laughs> and we got the ends. <clears throat> Uh, I'm up top, so I can you know I can I can see everything. And I kind of like Patrick Henry Field because they one of the few high school fields that don't got a track around it, mm-hmm. so you you real close. The stands know? right beside yeah. the bench. So our damn DNs just you know rushing up field for days, he's stepping under you know and breaking off 20, 30 yard scramble. So this adjustment came down in the half. Said, told the DNs look, take too hard, set up the field, lock out on the tackle, and just don't let this. Don't let this make him throw the ball. Make him throw the ball because we didn't think he was, you know, that good of a passer. So we just told him, you know what I'm saying, sit down on him. And then, you know, when he started scrambling, you know, go get his ass. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just, you know, that one. And then, because uh, he scored, he he scored twice, first half, two scrambles. But, I mean, he, the only other touchdown they had in the second half was number two. He blocked the punt, but. Pretty much shut him down in the second half, so yeah. Hold on, don't get confused now. Patrick Henry was good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get confused. That's the reason why they played <laughs> yeah. against Lake Taylor. Patrick Henry was good. That's the dogs. They D-line. Patrick Henry, was... Patrick Henry might have been the third best team we played after Holmes Springs and Manchester. Patrick Henry D-line was. Yeah. Was... And the O-line won't, won't, won't no slouch. It was solid. Yeah, up front is what separated them from a lot of teams, bro. Across the board, like, yeah. and they ran that defense. They ran that three man front, and stopped some run with that three man front. Wow! Again, it's, they was you know they was, you know when you watch film, you see some teams, you be like, oh, these guys ain't that good, or you know, no, nah, these dudes like, especially their D line like stood out, like played. Like, I, I even look past past him a little bit. Right? Yeah. Like, wow! Well, like, they yeah, they can play. A whole team kind of looked past. That's why the first the first quarter was close. I think the first quarter was either 10-zip or 0-0, zero, zero, one of them two. It won't. And Brown called a, a, a emergency meeting at the end of the first quarter with everybody, players, everything. So I told y'all, this won't be no slouch now. Mm-hmm. And we went out and beat the hell out of them, but we needed that first quarter. Nice. I, I think the biggest adjustment for me was I had a D tackle who I did not want to play offense. I wanted him to stay strictly defense. Mm-hmm. Because his main thing, the best thing he could do was get off the ball. Yeah. So if he was tired, he, he couldn't do nothing for me. So probably like maybe the f- sixth game of the season, 
we were having inconsistency on the O line. Mm-hmm. I had to do it. I had to move the tackle. Best decision I ever made. We started running the ball a lot more effectively because he was just because he's a big dude. He probably like six four, um, two seventy five. Yeah. Can move people, yeah. um, and athletic, but um, he was a senior, um, so he kind of like was a late bloomer a little bit. But uh, but definitely, man, that was probably the biggest thing for us because our quarterback is super young, so we didn't have the best, you know, most consistent passing game all season. But if we could run the ball, we felt like we could, you know, kind of maintain our season. So that was probably the, the biggest move, man. Um, but yeah, man, so. I know everybody's looking forward to to the season next year. Um, Verona, Glen Allen, Amelia, wherever it is, I, I, the main goal is trying to get these kids into school um, and help them be better men and uh, make better decisions as they grow older and uh, get in different situations. So um, if it's anything that you can leave for a young athlete that might hear this, what would you say? Or to, to maybe even a message to your team. Just have a plan. Understand what you want to do. You got to understand that you can't go to school majoring in football. It's not a major. It's not a. It's not elective. It's not a major. It's not a. Nothing. You can, you got to know to understand what you want to do outside of these four years. And that's always been my main thing. So when I got to sport management, people don't understand. Like when you're young, when you're 13, 14, you don't understand that. It's other people getting paid besides the one that's dunking the ball, the one that's catching the touchdown pass, the one that's throwing the strikeout. It's people that's in a suit that get paid. People that's not breaking a sweat get paid. People that can wake up when they want to and get paid. So you got to understand it's it's careers outside of football. So that was – and you still stay in football. You can still stay in football. So – and you got to understand that everybody can't make it to the NFL at the end of the day. So when you get to that 14, 15, 16 year age, you understand that and you understand like, okay, it's life after football, what I want to do, what can I do to set myself up to be in a spot where I want to go to where I can kick up and be good, so. Um, Just going back to what I said earlier, um, just embrace this, embrace this opportunity, embrace this time, you know, it, I know when we play, you know, you you hear the older guy. You always hear the older guys saying, "It come quick, it come fast." Like, don't you know? what I'm saying, and it's it's cliches, but it's true. Like, four years go by quick. You know, high school and college suggest, man, embrace these workouts with your teammates. Embrace these practices. Embrace these Friday Friday night lights, team meals. Like, embrace all of it because, you know, one day. Get out in the real. You get out in the real world, and you know you ain't. You gonna. That, that's when you gonna miss them. You know that that Monday practice. You know with your guys, or you know that pregame meal with your guys. So you know just just embrace this time. Embrace this time. All right. So you heard it here. Just turn on the tape. I appreciate my guys for coming to chop it up for a little bit. Um, it's it's. I know it's special for you being at your alma mater. Yeah. Um, I know it's special for yeah. you being at a school that's so young and like you said, doesn't necessarily have the the history uh and culture as your alma mater, but it's a project that you see that you feel like you can kinda bring to the to the top and I feel the same way about um Amelia. Um so yeah, man, appreciate y'all. Uh 
Chris Wilson from Glen Allen, Malik Patterson from Verona. Um, I'm Chip Howard. Uh, I coach over at Amelia, so this is Turn on the Tape. Uh, check us out uh, at Turn on the Tape on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, what can they find? Find you uh, at? Uh, Instagram, M Patterson underscore 13. Instagram underscore Christopher W uh, underscore. All right, this turn on the tape. Appreciate you for listening. Go. On.